Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. <laughs> oh. The best damn podcast you can put your wet little ears into. Yes. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of nerdy stuff, specifically D23 and War for the Planet of the Apes. But today we have a very special guest. <gasps> Mr. Steve. Who is it? Steve. There we there. go. Guys, I brought up my book that I wrote too that I want to pit uh, <laughs> that I want to plug. Uh-huh. Um, it's called TV Writing the Right Way. Uh-huh. Um, That's not what it <laughs> <laughs> If you guys if you're watching uh, alive with us, you can see It's Steve Zaragoza's Madeline DiMaggio's <laughs> How to Write for Television. No, TV Writing the Right the Way. way. <laughs> Uh, if Steve's were, book exists if you read it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching with us live, which you can do from our patreon.com slash only stupid answers, mm-hmm. $25 and up, yep. uh, you could see Steve's book and that the uh, no, words on the front are not the words that he said, but if you you don't know what words they were. And you missed out on some crispy, crunchy crouton talk yeah. that we didn't yeah, quite catch at the very beginning it's, it's of this one recording. Of our, it's one of our uh, spinoff episodes. We're talking about crispy, crunchy crouton talk. There's and, a part of that talk that I'm glad won't be heard by more people. <laughs> that's fair. You, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's just for the few of you who are here with us today. Thank yeah. you so much. Steve, how are you doing? Thanks for coming I'm on. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I can't believe it's the first time. I know. Yeah, it's like the first time. Feels how like long it. have you guys been doing this? Over a year now. Yeah, we're, we just, I think this is episode 57. I'm offended. Wow, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, that scared me. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, Not, we had you on Dynamic Banter. You did. Mm-hmm. And Sam, we had you on Dynamic Banter. Mm-hmm. We have to do a crossover episode. Well, we have to do a crossover episode. That'd be amazing. I'd yeah, be down. Like you could that. come. Up, Mike can come on here, and we can talk about some, or we can go over there and fart around. Yeah, so, we can do whatever you want, man. So, Steve, you've mentioned dynamic banter. Yes, and then you also have a podcast. Feels like the first time. Yeah, that the, that's where, correct. Where can people find those? They can find those. Those are headgum podcasts that you can find on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play very soon. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We uh, well, if we may, may if I may do a little business up top for us, yes. you may. Quick, uh, onlystupidanswers.com. You can find all the places you can listen to us. Yes. Uh, also, all of our social stuff, like on Twitter, we're Only Stupid Answers. You got the files from Stupid. Fuck yeah, on we're top getting of it this that. time. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Only Stupid Answers. Also, we have a Reddit, which I'm yes. going to read from in a second. Reddit.com slash r slash Only Stupid Answers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and really quick, uh, before we get into some discussions, we want to read off a few iTunes reviews, if I may. Yes. And we have one here from McKay. Mika Mekai Mekai Five stars <laughs> uh, Sam and DJ are very entertaining And they make my drive to school and work manageable Really looking forward to what they have in store in the future Ooh, we're going to actually we have a quick little announcement But read, yeah, read the other I've one I've got this other one It's going to be kind of a challenge for me uh, Slap one face Cool, five stars And they say Cool Cool Oh, Thanks, cool. Man. Oh, oh, cool Oh, cool But we love those five stars r- reviews oh, cool. on iTunes Yeah those so are nice. P- please do that. It makes uh-huh. us feel good. And DJ. A little bit of edification. What? I think there's something coming out this week that we would like to tell the little uh, moist little ears about. That's the name of our audience, by the way. Oh, moist, moist little, little ears. ears, yeah. Oh, I like it. Thank yeah. you. We're, we, the, we like we're, the, we're the boy people, and you're an honorary boy person. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. B-O-I dash. 
people. People. Boy. Yeah, it's gender neutral boy people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So boy people. Whoa. People at home listening have no idea what's I'm happening right now. Playing with the lights. <laughs> playing with the lights. So, uh, so uh, literally last night, if you're listening to the podcast, um, last night uh, Game of Thrones came out. Yes. Premiere. So we're going to start doing a review show for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> uh, video reviews with the one, the, the only. only. Trisha, Trisha Hershberger. She's going to be reviewing this season of Game of Thrones for us. Uh, those are part of the video-only bonus episodes. So that's $15 and up. Correct, Sam? Yep. Cool. And so if you want to watch those, those go up on Mondays, the day after Game of Thrones. Um, uh, Trisha and I are big fans of Game of Thrones. Sam's never really seen it. Nope. So it's going to be a fun little dynamic. Yep. I, I don't worry, guys. I will not be uh, obnoxious and ask questions throughout the entire <laughs> review of the episode. I will. I will be helpful. He'll be an active participant, or I'll just be pulling up assets for the video. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. go. Yeah. That's nice. You guys say a name. I'm like, fucking. I gotta spell this out again. Yeah. All right. Fine. And by the end of the episode, you'll be like, here it is. <laughs> here's here's Davos. Yeah. Just someone that's not uh-huh. who that character. Yeah. Is. I drew a dragon in MS Paint, and I'm putting it up on the screen. So check that out. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. But let's start out the and cut off the episode. Okay, mm-hmm. first up, D twenty three. Uh, Steve, yeah, you were there. Yes, I was. How was it? Um, it was awesome. I love D twenty three. Tony got me in. The sweet boy, Tony Revolori. Tony, Tony Revolori. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's mm-hmm. gonna come on soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a good boy. He was just on Dynamic Banter too. Actually, hey, the last episode. He's making his rounds. Yeah, he sure is. We're slutting him out. Yeah, he's in yeah. That Spider-Man movie. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, we went to uh, D23 and it was really cool. I wanted to go the second day, but I got diarrhea. Not and, good. Uh, Not good. It's just that Disney food. Mm-hmm. You know what? I had right a you. I had a wrap inside of the convention center. And I'll tell you what, it might have been that. I'm just mm-hmm. going to assume it was. Was it a Caesar wrap? It was a Caesar wrap. I yeah. felt like it was going to be a Caesar wrap because yeah. those never. It was just, it's never, never. it looks good. Yeah. Because it's in that spinach tortilla. Mm-hmm. And then you take the first bite and you're like, well, I paid fucking 15 bucks for this. I might as well finish it. <laughs> yeah. I've never been happy after eating convention food. Like, I think the yeah. only time I've, my, my tummy has been okay with it is when at Comic-Con you can get those, like, pizza pretzels yeah and yeah. i'm like this is fine it's yeah. not sustenance it's not good for me yeah. but I, no. it doesn't make me have diarrhea so you just while well, you're walking around and sweating so much that uh-huh. you want the carbs and you want the energy mm-hmm. the energy that it'll provide you and all the poisons in the air and the toxins yeah. and hopefully that will just suck it up and soak it up and we can just pass it move later. on yeah. with our lives but uh-huh. i i loved d23 oh, despite uh, the fact that i paid 15 dollars to get diarrhea <laughs> and um but it was great the show floor was really cool i didn't see any panels um, Saturday was the day that all the really cool panels happened. Yeah. Um, it sounded amazing. But People you had the were... trots, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the trots, um, and I was dripping, mm. so couldn't very well walk around doing that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love D23. <laughs> I think it happens like every two years or something like that. It, it doesn't yeah, happen. It's weirder, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird. Like three or. F- What's the 23. Um, it's an it's a Disney oh shit. I used to know this. There was like this old Disney circle of people, and there were like twenty three of them or something. Oh, I don't know. like an Illuminati esque. Yeah, thing kind of. Disney. I don't know. It was cool because D twenty three originally was supposed to be, or was just a, a special Disney membership. Uh, like club where you got like special magazines and it would show like Disneyana and historical 
things. There'd be articles with Imagineers being interviewed and stuff. And then they turned the de- then they turned it into an expo. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. what was your favorite thing to come out of D twenty three? Like the, your favorite <sighs> news shit. announcement or whatever? I didn't watch. By the way, just I didn't see the Star Wars thing. I heard it wasn't uh, the video didn't show too much. The, the Star, Star Wars. Wars movie stuff. The movie stuff. Yeah. They well, didn't. I actually was most excited about the Star Wars Land model, which I got to see in real life. Was it cool? That's amazing. It was fucking cool. It's very huge. It was very big. Yeah. The thing is, is like you never know how accurate of a representation the model will be to the actual land. But yeah. the thing, the biggest takeaway most people got from it was how incredibly big it looked. Yeah. So I wonder if Disney will be able to deliver on that scope. Mm-hmm. Cause I know we've seen the land in person. Like if you go, um, to Disneyland and you park in the Mickey and Friends parking structure. Yeah. You can go to like the edge where like you walk down to the escalators to get into the park. But if you look out over the parking structure, you can see the construction of Star Wars land oh, currently nice. right now. And um at one point actually there were these giant wireframes that people curiously were like, those look like adats. And it turned out they were true. And they're building these giant adats into a ride that they, that they cool. actually announced, which which I could talk a little bit about too, because I was excited about that. But I'm a huge Disneyland, Disney Parks fan. Yeah. So like the things I was most interested in with D23 was specifically that, the parks stuff. Like, the movie stuff is super awesome. Like, the Marvel stuff sounded amazing. The Star Wars stuff sounded amazing. The Aladdin stuff. Like, I heard they showed the entire Circle of Life scene from the new Lion King movie. (gasps) Oh, and uh, Hugh Jackman got announced as Scar, which is really cool. That's cool. But people were saying, like, they were just, they couldn't put into words how beautiful the opening, the Lion King Circle of Life scene was like they said there were tears and it was just overwhelming and it was beautiful that's cool Um, so that that stuff is really exciting to me but like comic-con you know a lot of those people were like literally camping overnight to get into the star wars panels and stuff like that and my days of camping on the street for panels are like long gone yeah nowadays they do really cool shit like when you went to the disney parks panel um, everyone got special reserved seats for the new for the premiere of Fantasmic, the new Fantasmic at Disneyland. Oh. And like at Comic Con, the Star Wars panel fans were like taken immediately to an orchestral stage where they got to watch John Williams conduct like a Star Wars symphony, cool. and everyone got like lightsabers. And so stuff. it's more worth so, it than a forty-five minute discussion. nowadays. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and because my whole thing was is like you know with the panels at D twenty three and Comic Con and stuff, it's like. It's cool to be a part of that. It's cool to be there and these amazing cast members. I mean, just the casts of these movies show up and they're all there. I mean, that fucking shot of of everyone for the Avengers uh, Infinity. So cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Just everybody up there. You're like, just how much is the net worth of money just on that stage? Exactly. Right <laughs> and like you just can't help but think. And so being there for that is very exciting, I'm sure. And I've been a part of like really cool panels of the past. But for me, my opinion opinion on these types of panels are we get secondhand knowledge of and yeah. photos of and very accurate and detailed descriptions of the trailers and stuff they show like avengers it was so like this is beat by beat this oh yeah happened. you like, got everything the hair on someone's arm stood up and you're like oh this is mm-hmm. i would really like just to watch it well, right yeah, now that's the yeah. thing like obviously you want to see it but for me like waiting in line for like 17 hours not worth it is not worth it because yeah. we're going to see this stuff eventually but for me, it's like the Disney Parks stuff has a different feel to me because you're, you see things that there isn't much 
press surrounding the construction of of a par- of a theme park thing or like the concept art of a theme park thing like yeah. movies are way bigger than theme park news you mm-hmm. know and so for me i think it would have been and obviously the lines would be a lot shorter for the theme park stuff but to me the most exciting stuff that i saw that came out of d23 was the park stuff because i just love it so much so, so are they yeah. gonna put in like uh, you've been to harry potter world yes so you know that wands can, like do interactive they, they things. They interact with the with the land when you walk in. There. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really cool. Are they going to do? They really should do something like that with like Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, I think they've already like announced that. that I, they didn't say anything this time, but when they announced there was going to be a Star Wars land, they talked about how there would be force sensitive areas of the park where you could like stand on a thing and then put your hand there and like rocks would move and stuff. That's like amazing. That, which is great for kids and everybody. I mean, that's awesome. So we've got. Were there any other park things beyond Star Wars Land or Star Wars Land uh, was the y- thing? Yeah, they announced a Toy Story. Story, um, kind of like the, the entire area of California Adventure, the boardwalk area is going to yeah. be transformed into like a Toy Story, Pixar kind of like land. Cool. They yeah. kind of have it's already kind of there, yeah. with like Bugs Land and stuff like that. And the Midway Mania Toy Story ride over yeah, there. Yeah, and and Cars Land is fucking rad. So if yeah. you want to make it just a full Pixar place. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm into that. Ooh, like a Monsters, like if it was like Monsters, Inc. Well, they've got of. a Monsters, Inc. ride in oh, yeah. in the Hollywood area, but man, I don't know how long that's going to last. It's not, it's not good. I mean, I'm a fan of the classic dark rides where like you're on a slow little car and you go around the scenes from a movie or something. But yeah, I mean, it's no one really likes it. No. Like, yeah. It's just one of those things where like you take your kids and you're tired of walking around all day. And you, you need air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw, also saw that I guess in Ep- Epcot in their world area in France there's going to be a little Ratatouille thing yeah cool. so they've got one already in Paris and it's like a really cool ride I don't know if they're bringing the ride or the restaurant experience mm. I can't remember what which one was announced but there's a restaurant experience where there's like a whole show that happens with like a little Ratatouille like Remy is it Remy I think yeah. Remy yeah yeah like a little Remy runs around and stuff and then there's a Ratatouille ride in Paris where you're like on these little independently moving cars cars and mm-hmm. there's these giant screens and it's like you're going through it's like the restaurant scene when he's like That's going cool. through all the like oh, different yeah. things I, it was when i was when i did my europe trip earlier like later or earlier this year they uh that was every disneyland advertisement was remy it was just like there was yeah because that's no the toy big... story there was <laughs> nothing else it was only the rat well, it's like in japan they are all about stitch like they love stitch in japan oh, cool so like all the jap J- japan disney stuff is like stitch stuff everywhere yeah which yeah. is i get it but it was just like yeah. the rat like <laughs> just, i know just, and which i love ratatouille it's one of my favorite Pixar me too movies. i love it, it that was um oh, shit no i want to watch it because the way they describe food in that movie is yeah. oh, so cool did you know Ratatouille um, was going to be Pixar's first non-Disney movie. Really? Way back in the day, the studio was about to break apart from Disney and go their own separate ways because they were going to just be like, well, fuck it. We can make billions of dollars on our own. We made these toys, the Toy Story movie and this Bugs Life movie and people love us now. Um, So we can just make our own studio, Pixar studio. And so Disney was trying to like keep them. Mm -hmm. So obviously some amazing deal happened. But the idea, the original idea for Ratatouille was it was going to be a lot darker and a lot more adult and a lot like it is pretty dark. It's it's it is actually kind of the dark of the Pixar movies I feel like along with like Wally, like Wally yeah. Yeah. but um, they actually made they were going to make the main character kind of a parody of Mickey Mouse in a way too That's and funny. kind of poke fun at Disney and like kind of like really kind of stick it to Disney in a way and oh. so there was there were a lot of elements of the movie that stayed but a, apparently it almost wasn't a Disney movie and then and then a big truckload of money backed yeah. up for the Pixar studio <laughs> like you know what never mind we're good <laughs> but speaking of Pixar we got in, uh, Incredibles 2 news yes. about yes. that it's going to pick up right after 
Like literally part. seconds. Yeah. yeah, seconds after the first one, and it's going to follow Elastigirl, which is cool. Yeah. 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 And, but uh, we were talking about it earlier that it would have been fun if they move forward just a little bit, like if the kids were in high school. I, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah but it takes place right after. It, it no, starts I mean. right where it leaves It would have been off. fun yeah. if they moved forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, like seeing Jack-Jack older and like maybe explore when as, as your family ages, like and they're not young kids and kids start leaving i guess that's a little more adult but like pixar like half of pixar's movies are about dying yeah so which yeah. is always fun <laughs> yeah, yeah it would have been fun a lot of disney old disney movies are about dying too yeah. so um, these, all the all these old animators that are like you know this is a kid's movie but i'm really thinking about my impending death so <laughs> um, i need to nerd out more about disney park stuff really quick if Do you don't mind there's a tron ride coming to uh, to disney world um, oh. It's the it's like the Shanghai Tron ride that is apparently blowing everyone away. It's like a light cycle ride. It's supposed That's to be amazing. really fucking fast. Yeah, too. it's yeah. supposed to be an incredibly fast and incredibly amazing. People love it. It's in Shanghai Disneyland, so they're bringing it to Disney World, and um, they're also getting rid of Ellen's Energy Adventure. What is that? Ellen's Energy <laughs> Adventure is a terrible ride at Disney World at Epcot. Uh-huh. Um, and Epcot is actually where the Tron ride's going, too. But, Wait, um, Epcot has a terrible ride? Shock. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> Listen, I love Epcot. Epcot. I, it's like, I know it's like the nerdiest, like, the, the kid that you kick for lunch money, yeah. like, <laughs> park of, 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 of all the Disney parks. But, like, mostly adults go there because of the World Showcase that yeah. has, like, you can drink around the world and people yeah. get really fucked up. World Showcase is amazing. And then what's the, what's the ride in? Space Spaceship Earth. Earth. Spaceship yeah. Earth is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's a classic Disney dark ride with like really unique elements that no other theme parks have, which is yeah. what Disney's known for. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're taking away Ellen's energy adventure. <laughs> is that Ellen DeGeneres? It's Ellen yeah. DeGeneres. Yeah. yeah. Like Jimmy Fallon just got a full park in Abu Dhabi. Have you heard like oh that? Oh my hey, Universal. God. You should look up Jimmy Fallon's land because it's the Tonight Show. Do they just as... love him over there? I have no idea, but it's it's a thing through Universal Studios. One of like their. It, it might not be Abu Dhabi. It might be. Just just Dubai, uh, but like you can look and there's Jesus. a full fucking Jimmy Fallon land that you can like oh experience. Like it's like you're at the show, and yeah. it's like you mean a stage? Yeah. You ride the yeah. giggle coaster, <laughs> or like the Trump supporter rides, <laughs> or your finger just slips off like it did. In that. Remember when? Uh, you that oh yeah, that? yeah. Experience Don't hurt your finger. That. Yeah. Is there an AA meeting that takes place every? <laughs> um, anyway, so, um, so really quick, other Disney stuff. Um, so the Ellen's Energy Adventure is going to become a Guardian of the Galaxy attraction. That's what you should a make a Guardians one. of the Galaxy attraction. Don't take away Tower of Terror. I know. Take away make Ellen's. a whole new thing. Yeah. yeah, take away Ellen's thing. Yeah. Or like, I mean, at Disneyland, they're kind of running out of, I mean, Disneyland, unfortunately, because of the fact that it's smaller land, yeah. um, they suffer from the, the the recycling of rides, yeah. which sucks. And and Disney World suffered less from that. So yeah, they've got they a lot space. of classic they rides so much there. goddamn yeah. space. They're basically like that, a small state. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and even now, there's areas of the parks where you walk for like three minutes and you're like there's not even anything here it's just yeah. like a long wall and like flowers <laughs> yep. and shit like yep. there's not even anything happening here oh, yeah. okay really quick there, there was a book that came out when I was a kid and they were going to make it a movie that John Favreau was going to direct but I think it kind of died it was the idea that Disneyland in this book Disneyland installed holograms that were kids and kids actors would come in and they would model like these holograms and they would be your guides to the park and like they would dress up as costumes and whatever but at night something would 
would happen where the park would come alive and the holograms were literally connected to the kids so like their minds would go into the holograms and walk around the park at night and Maleficent in the Phantasm Phantasm Phantasmic Phantasmic show would come to life and like it became like this evil thing and like things from Disney World like the the things on It's a Small World were like evil and they would come to life and like were attacking the kids as holograms it was gonna be this really awesome dark thing sorry I just thought about that it was gonna be a movie it was gonna be a movie and like the series of books was really cool but what they had talked about was um, oh I remember those books yeah they were it was interesting it was like kingdom something or uh, it had kingdom in the title but um, anyways they talked about it at Disney World that underneath the park there are these giant corridors where you ride cars or golf carts yeah under Disney World I didn't know that so I I just found that out relatively recently I'm like that I mean I want to go into that part of the park because it feels like um uh, the behind the scenes to like Maze Runner or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It feels like you shouldn't know about this fucked up thing. Yeah. The whole segment of my comic uh, where they're underneath the facility is based on those secret tunnels in Disney. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Just because I've always thought that was cool. Really quick shout out to Robert Gonzalez, Daniel Orozoko, Maggie Whitmer, and other people who are here. I guess, yeah. Sorry. Shout out. Shout out. Thanks for joining us. So they're getting rid of Ellen DeGeneres. Adding a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, yes, which please. apparently is going to be a dark ride, um, which is an indoor like car, dark like um, show ride, not a roller coaster. Have you been, on, like Harry, yeah. have you been on Harry Potter? I haven't. And that's a dark ride. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and, and Haunted like, Mansion is basically a dark ride, yes, right? Yeah. I love if that it's shit, like man. Harry Potter, yeah. Harry Potter is pretty freaking cool. So yeah. I would be down if they had like a Guardians ride. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally down with that, especially if they don't take down the Tower of Terror or anything. <laughs> Just like that. fucking leave it. But, um, Especially so, not the Disney World one because that's the the better one. Oh yeah, there's other yeah. segments to it. Anyway. As long as they leave that alone, yeah. I think everyone's okay. Um, and then really quickly, the Star Wars land. Um, the, so much information came out about it this at, at D23. Yeah. Um, and so many, like, there's going to be a Millennium Falcon ride, which we already knew about, but but they gave more details, which is you'll be able to pilot the Millennium Falcon. <gasps> nice. And so everyone, I think it'll fit six people in the cockpit. Yeah. And everyone has a different role on the ship, so everyone has to, like, control different things. That's and I guess cool. depending on how well you do, if you don't damage the Millennium Falcon then like apparently you get rewarded something but if you damage it you come out of the falcon and you go into the cantina and then bounty hunters are like they try to come for you cool and so there's all these like really cool interactive elements based on like how you do in the ride that's so cool cool it's really really cool disney thank you you're cool (laughs) yeah uh but really quick let's move on to one more thing before apes shout out we got a lady doctor for doctor who yes we did 13th doctor it's um let me go ahead and look up her name really quick unless anyone knows lucky number 13 jody i think her name Jody, she's from Attack the Block and Broadchurch, which is really cool. Uh, I'm excited, you guys. I mean, uh, the internet uh, Jody reacted. Whitaker. There yeah. we go. Uh, the internet uh, reacted exactly as we thought they would. Uh, <laughs> but overall, from what I've heard, is positivity. People will check out the show. Listen, I think yeah. the first season, the first run of the show was 26 seasons. We're now in 10 seasons in the revamp. We can switch it up a little bit. Yeah. We can have a the female doctor. The tiniest bit, because yeah. we actually just regress back to an old man again. Yeah. Let's go ahead and try a, <laughs> let's try a, a woman. Yeah. Well, the thing that sucks is, is like they've been talking about a potential female doctor for years, yeah. like for a very long time. And if you've got a regenerative character that regenerates into something different every fucking time, eventually you're going to get a girl right yeah. Like, yeah. Just, that's just kind of like science fiction logic I guess yeah. so I just I feel like because we're in such a sensitive 
age of like equality and female this and Ghostbusters and like, everyone's mad about female screenings of like Wonder Woman and shit. Like the fact that like now it's happening, there's a lot of there are a lot of people kind of skewing more towards this is totally a political move rather than yeah. like a storytelling move. No, yeah. we've wanted this forever. Also, yes. I love when people are like, why didn't they cast this my favorite actor to be the doctor? It's like because they never do. They yeah. never. They never. never. Like um the the comedian the British comedian who's Richard on Iwade. yes uh, everyone wants him to and would he be a great doctor of yes. course yeah. but we're not I don't I really don't would, think we'd ever get him or was there anybody that was like yeah Matt Smith that's who I always <laughs> yeah. wanted that was the one yeah. I've been a big fan of his forever I'm glad they finally no it's always somebody that you didn't see like yeah. oh okay even well, David Capaldi Tennant. like had a a big following and Capaldi was like a po- very popular mm-hmm. um, Scottish Irish yeah he Scottish, he I, I think we were talking about before he's at least been nominated for an Emmy or almost an Oscar for his miniseries uh, before he became the Doctor so no. people are yeah, aware it was the of VIP, him uh, the uh, Nick the, the no 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 the well, Nip the, no it's it's um um in the Nip the British version of Veep of a Veep yeah. yeah it's from the same showrunner yeah uh, I'll, look at, I'll look it up the movie and he of, played the president or he played the prime minister no something. he played the he played the like the handler the guy that right, made all right, stuff right, happen right. and it's uh i watched the movie of it um uh that like and there's some actors from veep like it's in the loop in the loop and then there's a movie version of it that's it's bleak like it's a bleak view on politics oh, like yeah. it's really dark like it's but it's, it's like british politics yeah right? but it's, so like, it's like a little hard to follow you get to the end and it's it's he's basically the bad guy and so when he like wins the day you're like oh yeah i i was rooting for him because i thought i was supposed to and i was like wait this is bad like this is a yeah. bad thing yeah but he's but also like a piece of shit he's yeah he's it, but it's hilarious yeah it's yeah, really yeah. funny raul coley says uh or no wait sorry robert gonzalez said raul coley for uh, oh, raul coley. Yeah. yeah i mean for i always Dr. thought Hill. even most deaf or or idris elba not idris elba um I mean, now i'm just idris- being racist <laughs> most deaf most deaf i yeah. thought most deaf would be a really cool doctor like back in the day i remember before matt smith was announced mm-hmm. people were like most deaf most deaf that'd be yeah. cool i think that would have been awesome i, I thought like he was he, cool i feel like he wouldn't do it though anymore he's probably he's an activist and he's Yassine Bey now, isn't he? Uh, yes. No. I did not. I did no. not know his new name, but mm-hmm. I, uh, or his whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna offend somebody, so I'm gonna stop yeah. talking. Uh, <laughs> I've already yeah. done that. Uh-huh. But uh, very cool. Congratulations, Jody. I'm excited to see you. Yeah. Big, she's a big fan of the show, so yeah. I just want to make sure that she's uh, she hears us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's big. She contributes to, to Jody. Patreon. She's watching it live with us right now. Oh, uh, I went to an Attack the Block screening way, 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 way back when Attack the Block oh, came out, and she was there, and John Boyega was there, Ooh. and I met them both. And now they're so and much now more famous. That, yeah, one of them is in a fucking Star Wars movie, and yeah. the other one is the Doctor now. Yep. So that's fucking crazy. How so did glad. they get so many good actors, or so many actors that popped off in that you movie? Know, oh, no. The director that did that movie has not directed another movie since. I, mean, I hate that, because I so, loved Attack the Block. Attack the Block is so amazing. Attack the yeah. Block is what I wish we did more, because it captures the spirit of those like 80s monster yeah. adventure movies, but it's completely different. It actually feels like Shaun of the Dead to me. Yeah. Like how, how, how I felt watching Shaun of the Dead for the first time is how I felt watching Attack the block yeah so i was very excited to see that guy's career move into like an edgar wright style career but yeah it's interesting no anyway one day (laughs) one day uh really quick though speaking of friends of the show i want to talk about for a second dollar shave club i don't know if you guys know i'm a uh, huge fan of dollar shave club Uh, (laughs) it's uh, maybe it's inappropriate i don't know i just really like these racers because dollar shave club let's be honest it's the smarter choice when it comes to buying razors and other razor paraphernalia. Uh, get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer choice. Let's just, again, let's just be honest. You no longer have to schlep to the store. I like that 
which slap slap to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech that you don't need be honest guys you don't need it you don't even know what that tech does just buy a simple clean razor from dollar shave club go ahead and pick up their executive razor with their dr carver's shave butter which the blade just gently glides right over giving you such a smooth shave and their dr carver shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave and helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps because guys and girls everybody there's no gender here it's just we razor burns no fun yeah razor bumps everybody hates no one's a fan of it's no fun so for if you're into all this for a limited time new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their dr carver shave butter for only five dollars with free Free shipping shipping. that's my favorite part the free shipping man yes uh after that razors are just a few bucks a month that's fifteen dollars of value for only five bucks uh in your first month box you get an awesome weighty handle a full cassette of four cartridges and a tube of their shave butter and after your first month replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price there are no hidden fees no commitments you can cancel any time you like you can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. It's my favorite. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. Nailed it. One more time for fun. Dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club, as always. But we are going to jump over into our Planet of the Apes review right now. War but 4. S- War 4. Before, before the Planet of, of the Apes. For the fu- so, apes. first off, spoiler free, no spoilers. Steve. Yes. What did you think of War 4, the Planet of the Apes? I highly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great cap mm-hmm. to the end of this potential trilogy. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I know there's articles kind of talking about a potential fourth. things. Yeah, but, Fox is always like, um, we want to have more. Yeah. It's Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. they always want more. I mean, I think they're always waiting to see how the box office numbers do before they like start to tease more of that mm. kind of stuff. But certainly it could go both ways. It could yeah. end. It could continue. You know, that's kind of not spoiler, I feel like. It was I, – I think this is might be one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Like, mm. I really like uh, – and I've never seen a trilogy that got better – Really, I can't think yeah. of it. Besides, like, well, Indy, Cap- Indiana Jones. It, yeah, it, it Indiana is. Jones. I mean, it's been just a long time. Yeah. But uh, like, Back to the Future, I was like, there's a trilogy I like, but my favorite is the second yeah. or the first. Yeah. The third is really never anyone's favorite, except if yeah. you're Owen. Owen, he loves the third. Well, I think actually he loves the first one more. Oh, yeah, yeah the second. Third uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh, I was talking with Lon, and he had this idea for the how the third Back to the Future because he doesn't really like it. And I we do what if episodes every once in a while, and I want to have him on to discuss it because it's oh, great. That's I'll, t- fun. I'll tell you guys after okay, episode because okay. it's pretty great. Don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But uh, no, it was an amazing movie. This War for yeah. the Planet of the Apes was everything they did with Caesar, like the way they built him up. I've yeah. never seen such a concise character arc over three movies that at the end of each movie he's gone from A to B and then B to C and then C to D and then it's just like you can see that clearly like this is yeah. he is like a leader now he is the he is a better human than humans yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and Andy Serkis was amazing the mocap design Matt Reeves is where the fuck did he come from because he did I'll Dawn where he came from where he directed Cloverfield really Cloverfield. Yeah. and before that he created Felicity with J.J. Abrams yeah. they, they've been friends since like 13 years old he also directed the Let the Right One In remake which I didn't, I didn't I like I have not either. seen it because I love Let the Right One In so much I'm like I'm not Same. gonna, I'm not gonna watch don't that look, movie don't there's watch a it. cool there's cool cinematography in that movie but, in Let Me In in Let Me In yeah, yeah. Like, there's but a, I mean it's 
it's basically ripped from Let the Right One In. Oh, yeah. that, that yeah. whole scene? Like, you know, the, the car crash scene? That oh, no, that in. that was actually really cool. Yeah, I that, did like that That's scene. the only thing I'm yeah, talking about. I did there, like that scene. There's a, there's a no-cut uh, uh, car uh, thing that happens. That's a great description. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You mean there's a shot of a car crash from entirely inside the car that doesn't cut at that, all? Yeah. I think I said it clear, but yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's bad Yours based. was more concise. Yeah. Was, I think uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, no, Matt Reeves can't wait to see what he does with Batman. Yeah. Because yes. that's going to be... I just want to see some cool shots like that. Yeah. Like, or uh, He did another shot that's similar, like the no cut... Uh, that. Uh, you know the yeah, thing I uh-huh. described perfectly before, uh, and <laughs> Dawn with the tank that's spinning as you're watching. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting for something like that to happen in this. Uh, no spoilers, but I it, nothing quite happened like that. Yeah, still amazing stuff. Don't want to get into spoilers yet, but DJ, an amazing movie, really well crafted. The it's it's so funny that every time I watch these movies, I'm so impressed with the acting, like the emotion, which it's a combination of things. It's the, the performance and also the CGI artist's ability to tap into it. Yeah. But like the emotions they're able to convey through these completely CGI characters is always amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say as uh, I, I also love how purposeful this movie is. Um, I will say it is, it is almost glacially sh- slow at some points. Really, I was I was talking to um, Christian Harloff, who was on the show. Yeah, uh, I bumped into him at D twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he gave me some advice uh, before seeing the movie that proved true to me. He's yeah. like, it shouldn't have been called War for the Planet of the Apes. It's like literally every action scene that you see in the trailer. That's like, oh, this is epic. It, those, that's it. That's all of that is in the trailer. And there's not and there's not moments in the movie. Like in Dawn, like I, I rewatched Dawn the other night, and it was one of those like, oh, this is the moment where this happens, or this is the moment where, the, and this doesn't um, as as methodical and well crafted and emotional and thoughtful as War is, it it doesn't have the same pace as the other Apes movies. So even though it's an amazing film, yeah. I think it might be my overall least favorite of, of this trilogy. new trilogy. I think which it's is my it, second, but like, it's only like it's mine, my second as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. It, it, it's so very like it's all really good. They're, it's all in the category of like really good. Yeah. But in that category, I think this might be my. Well, least it's like favorite. when you when you uh, when you rate Star Wars movies. Or yeah. Whatever. It's like they're all good. Except yeah. The prequels, but you gotta <laughs> like you know your least favorite to your most favorite of you know? of those. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. honestly, I don't. I'm interested to see how people react to it. I would would not be surprised if there's a reaction to this the same that Dark Knight Rises got. Where it's just people were expecting one thing, and when it wasn't that one thing, when it wasn't just the Dark Knight again, yeah, they're like, "No, nah, it's awful." You know well, what I mean? I, I feel like that the marketing is pretty clear, and and even though, like, you know, again, not getting too into spoiler territory, but even though the title um, would suggest that this is going to be like a huge epic war movie or something, like, yeah. I, I think that the title has double meanings, like for sure, yeah, um, and and I think appropriately so, and I think that the the other it kind of fits in with kind of the cheekiness and the tongue-in-cheek kind of um title uh titles for the classic films yeah like they all kind of have this kind of like double meaning kind of title seats thing going on so um you know i so that's how i feel about that but also like i don't know i i I, um it's there are some moments where it's like i I guess you're right there's some slow pace moments too but and also i didn't notice those watching um, it though it felt pretty Solid. I I, th- I felt like it, at times it got maybe a little too emotional. 
but I feel like appropriately so yeah. in, the, in this in the development of the characters and the story. I yeah. think I was about to uh, like have a counterpoint to like that. Like it's still a war movie. It's a prisoner of war movie. There's just yeah. not like epic battles. But the advertisements, the posters have these giant armies of apes yeah. facing humans, and you're like, no, okay, it, it never that, happens. Then, then you're like, you know, this doesn't that doesn't happen in this movie. But you still get these epic giant scenes and like yeah. these these sceneries that are incredible. And I love that every time you see these movies the, the setting changes yeah. but just like a little bit it's more of like climate like this is what apes are like in the snow <laughs> like yeah. it's like it's, or they're on a beach and it's like uh, it's it's uh, I like the creativity there I do feel like there is one weak link in the movie in an actor in the form of an actor that mm. we can get more into once we get into our spoilery talk. Well, do we want to give a rating and then jump into spoilers? Sure. Yeah. Out of, uh, do you have a well, I mean, suggested rating? I hope 15, it's out of bananas. Out of bananas. It's uh-huh. uh, 15 years uh-huh. since Simeon flew. Okay. So you want to do 15? Out of 15. Yeah, out of 15, 15 bananas. Out of fi- 15, 15 bananas. bananas. Out of 15 bananas, I think I would give it, what's a high B? 10 bananas? 12 bananas? Uh, I'll give it 12. Well, I'll do 12 bananas. 12 bananas. Out of 15. Steve? I, I will also give it 12, 12 and a half bananas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because by the time you the get to half. that 12th banana, you're full. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you get one more half and make sure you got the p- potassium. <laughs> there you go. I think I'd go with 12 and a half as well. It's really good. I think I like Dawn more. And I, I, I started rewatching Dawn. I'm going to probably finish it tonight. Yeah. Um, but there's just something that's just so crazy about how Dawn is made and maybe it's that Dawn is basically perfect in my opinion no it is in like just with Koba and I can't can't even get into it but like we'll get into spoilers in a second and talk about it more but we I think it's very clear go see War watch the whole trilogy it's one of my favorite trilogies of all time you do a really good job Um, and you'll have a, a good you'll have fun I, I feel like really quick to to not get into spoilers although we're transitioning into spoilers yeah. but um, really quick I feel like one of the things about this movie is something that I look for in movies because there aren't really new movies anymore. Like yeah. all the stories are the same in, especially in superhero movies. Like yes. it's always the same thing. Threat of the planet, character, save the planet, watch, rinse, repeat. And I feel like, um, f- for war of the planet of the apes, it, it even though these storylines, these, we've seen the things that happen in this movie, like in a million other movies, mm-hmm. I like it when the movie does a good job of covering that up with like unique visuals and yes, unique agreed. kind of like, um, situations. And I think this movie does a great job of kind of like making you feel like this is new territory, like, yeah. some, like stuff we've never really seen before on film, but also kind of like, obviously there's no new things, but yeah. they did a gr- they did a great job of kind of fooling you into thinking like, this is a whole new yeah, thing. And, and, and a lot of ways, again, transitioning to spoilers, it's uh, a good chunk of the movie. It's for, I would say like for two thirds of the movie, it's basically a Western, like a man on a mission, yeah. like a bone tomahawk, like this group of guys are off trying to do this thing. Awesome. And they're all apes. Yeah, they're so all, cool. they just all yeah. happen to be apes. Yeah. And then the, the back part of the movie is a prison break movie. It's a, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking, but uh, what's the most, like, one of the most popular prison break the movies? The Great Escape. The Great, is it, is that with um, Motorcycle Man? Yeah, Steve McQueen. That Thank is you. literally okay, the one you're thinking motorc- about. Motorcycle Man. Man. Motorcycle, <laughs> motorcycle McQueen. Uh, really quick, Robert Gonzalez, he gives us 12 bananas, and G. Gilmore gives us 10 bananas. Guys, oh. thanks for joining uh, us. Thank you Thank so you. much. And I'll be reading your guys' thoughts as we get into spoilers, too. Send us your questions and whatnot. Um, Getting into spoilers, Steve. Yes. What was the character you said that was the one of the weaker links for you? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Really? Yeah. You know what? I agree, especially yeah. coming off of Koba. Yeah. It's like... Oh, he's not Koba. Koba yeah, he, was amazing. He's, he's, like, he's like a watered-down Kurtz. Yeah, you want to top your villain 
in sequels. Yeah. You know, and I think we basically just had this kind of like their guy that yeah. like wasn't as bad as I wanted him to be, wasn't as evil as I wanted him to be. You know, like uh, it, this, a lot of the motivation. I mean, and really a lot of it is character stuff too. Like I feel like you know, he made such a big deal about killing Caesar. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there were rumors that Caesar was still alive and in the beginning of the movie and like how they were hunting for this like general of the apes or whatever. And then, you know, they, they find their secret camp and then Woody Harrelson ends up killing, uh, Caesar's son and wife. Um, and then, uh, then you're like, Oh shit. Like he realizes he didn't kill Caesar. So now it's going to be kind of like he's going back for Caesar. Like there's yeah. going to be this this kind of like I didn't kill Caesar. I need to kill Caesar. And Caesar's like he killed my family. I need to kill him. Yeah. And it really didn't become that. It became Mm-mm. like Woody Harrelson forgot about Caesar. Didn't yeah. give a shit, even though that was their mission in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then they were doing their own thing. And then Caesar went hunting for him. And then when he was caught, when Caesar was caught by Woody Harrelson, you'd think like, okay, kill him. Yeah. Right. Like you have him now kill him there's the ape that's probably gonna fuck up your shit yeah kill him but and then he's like no 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 we're gonna like throw him in with all the other apes he, he pulled a bond villain and he's like oh wait i have a plan though. well but he, he, not only did he tell him his plan yeah. he also like gave him the keys to his kingdom basically yeah. yeah like he was like now go plan your escape with your friends yeah. <laughs> while hey, i do this other thing you're in this separate cage and clearly all of you know sign language because yeah. you're all doing sign yeah. language so maybe Put a put a piece of cardboard yeah. up so you can't yeah. like see each other. I, I, it's also interesting because there's not really a conflict between the conflict between them never really builds. No, when he goes to confront him, Woody Harrelson has the disease now that he's been freaking out about, and it's one of those like that's a little easy like that's a little like now you've taken away a lot of these movies bring the apes up to the point where like oh this is the moment where the apes have to break bad like they have to make tough calls yeah. and then they back away yeah like this movie especially is like caesar's gonna have to decide is he gonna kill the general well now the general has a disease so now it's not he's gonna kill himself so yeah. it's not really a thing but it's also i mean i also enjoyed it because you know that humans their time is already up and they're just desperate yeah, yeah. Like, and they, they made it really clear so i i the that's the war part that's I'm the talking war. about. That's the war. That yeah. you wanted that? or No, that- no. That, that's what the war ends up being. The war is like between humans yeah, in definitely. this movie. It's, not it's a war about, for a planet that they don't doesn't belong to them. Yeah, anymore. it really is the war for the planet of the apes. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. but the apes have nothing to do with it. But the it, apes really. are like just kind of like there watching it happen, sort of. Like yeah. they didn't really have to do anything, really. Yeah. But the fact, I mean, the motivations are fine. I just feel like there are ways to build this kind of infiltration of the secret camp, uh, Woody Harrelson's like little, like, like vigilante group of humans and, and have, and, and have a revenge story also. Like, I feel like there was just a conflict between the two stories. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think maybe choosing a direction. Cause I think there might be a version of this movie where I kind of wanted to see, especially going back and rewatching Dawn and you, I almost feel like you could flip the titles of these movies because the war aspect of it, feels more pertinent in dawn yeah and, and there's definitely one, more war in dawn yeah, yeah. and so I, there's a version of this movie where i think it'd be very interesting to see this small group of apes apes have to take on a military and excuse the pun go through like guerrilla warfare and figure out like maybe caesar's nice. like no nah, i don't want well, we kind of saw that in I, dawn already but you could have but it's that was with like our hard scrapple group of people <laughs> as opposed to like a military like actual force, military yeah. you know well, i think they i think what you learn in in war is is that 
the apes are no match for that. Yeah. Like, the apes are just no match for the military. Yeah. Which actually They makes did sense. take out a whole battalion in the opening of the movie, which was a badass opening. Oh, that was that amazing. opening was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And but the there worst... were a lot of casualties. I mean, and, yeah. it, and it kind of, like, it it dwindled their numbers a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know? But it's like, all... I love... There's a lot of introductions that we get in this movie, and we can come back to this in just a second, but it was just... Yeah. I love the way that they introduced classic ape characters in yeah. a way if they yeah. are the characters cool that you did that reasoning for why humans become primitive yeah. and they brought it back around to the original virus so yeah. I was like there's a lot of really smart decisions story wise that I was surprised played out the way that they did It's yeah and it's almost like for me the Planet of the Apes movies are very special to me like mm-hmm. the Planet of the Apes series is almost more special to me than Star Wars in a way mm-hmm. because I love Star Wars and everybody loves Star Wars, but Planet of the Apes is such a nobody cares about Planet of the yeah. Apes. And in fact, like even now, like I've seen people on my Facebook timeline saying like Planet of the Apes came out. Does anybody care? And yeah. like in the comments, they were like, Plan- like this is a twenty year old, like a forty, fifty year old series or whatever. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? And it's like I do. I fucking love Planet of the Apes. It's one. Of- it's Planet of the Apes is my Star Trek. You know, yeah. like when people are like, I fucking love Star Trek, the classic yep. series and shit. This is this is my Star Trek. So I, when they, so I come at it from a different perspective. I come at it from a love of the series. Yeah, and and a, and a kind of like almost like masochistic want for it to like perfectly connect to the mm-hmm. to the original series and I, even though i make fun of the star wars movies and i make fun like i have my ongoing joke of rogue one connecting perfectly to a new hope yeah. and it's like it's just my way of being like there's there's a there's a way to do complete fan service like in rogue one you got the fucking guy from the cantina that's like i got the destiny yeah. for 12 systems it's like you didn't need that stupid shit yeah. so it's like that feels like <laughs> insane fan service for no fucking reason yeah. and then you have stuff where it's like fucking Nova's in this movie. Yeah. And you have stuff where it's like the simian flu is what causes them to become primitive humans. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, this it seems like less fan service and more sci-fi like novel stuff. Yeah. No, especially the way that they handle the introduction of the flu making people primitive. It's yeah. like, I love that Maurice is like, something's wrong with her. She can't speak. And when you meet the soldiers, they can't speak either. You're like, what the fuck is yeah. that? That's almost, I mean, obviously a virus that kills people fucking terrifying and they're yeah. dying and you're watching yeah. your family die. But also at the same time, when you're watching them like, regress back into yeah. something that can't communicate anymore. Yeah, but that's the thing is we don't really know that it's regressing. It might just take away their ability to speak. Woody Harrelson assumes like, oh, we're regressing, we're becoming animals. But we see with Nova, she's able to communicate with sign language. She's like... True. It's this assumption... It's assum- this, this assumption that, that Woody Harrelson's character makes. And I like the ambiguity there. Like, maybe they're regressing, but maybe he's just overreacting. It's almost man. like zombies like, in a way. Like, you don't know if it's really that. Like, a lot of zombie movies kind of go like, is it still them? Is yeah. it still that person? I mean, I don't know. With Woody Harrelson, I almost get the feeling that, like, he's in that transition of, like, of now because now he's like so drunk by the time you get to the point where you re- where it's revealed he has the simian flu yeah um, and he's got the blood coming out of his nose which was kind of established by yeah. the soldier first time we yeah. see Nova it's kind of like crusted over and then the soldiers definitely have it yeah so it feels like maybe he's in the process of like he real like I, I don't know did you guys get the feeling that he knew he already had it no I think he got it as like a smallpox-esque with the doll tra- with the doll which I thought the doll was, I thought the doll was a fun reference oh, to the original Planet of the Apes because yeah. the doll plays 
plays a big I thought part so at the too, end. Too. Really? Oh, I mean, um, I should. I should yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I almost um, thought that it was going to be the same doll, yeah. and I'm glad they didn't because that would have been stupid fan service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because because it also cements why he had to kill himself at the end because he kills his own. We discover he kills his own son. He kills him. A good chunk of his troops all off of trying to stave off this disease. And even if he's realizing that moment, like, I'm not becoming primitive, I can just talk. He has to. He has to kill himself, or else everything else he did is invalidated. Well, it's almost, all those people yeah. he murdered is pointless. Yeah. So he has to say no. This is bad enough that I need to kill myself. Like he well, has to accept that. Uh, which but I also I think really it, cool. Yeah. yeah, and I but I also feel like it's it's kind of like his acceptance of that that there's no way to stop it. Yeah, you know his acceptance of like that. What do we like? You know, not just because he's trying to save face for being an being the like leader of this resistance. Yeah, but more so too of his like the hopelessness of it. I yeah. feel like he realizes is just. It's pointless to even fight it anymore. It is funny how bleak the eight movies are. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So dark. I mean, and, and the thing to me is, is like they're all dark. They're yeah. all very dark, and there there's a lot of political commentary in all of them, mm-hmm. in, in, especially the first one. The first one has a, has a lot of political commentary, um, racial overtones, undertones, yeah. and um, you know this movie. To me, we're in a weird state of like humanity is doomed, and 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 like we the decisions humans make will ultimately destroy the world. And this is a theme that has been explored in movies and books and stories for centuries. Um, but you know, when it, when it gets so bleak to the point where like the humans lose, yeah, like the first, I mean, Dawn was like, or uh, yeah, Dawn is the first one, Rise, Rise, Dawn, and Rise then. was like definitely bleak it was like this is the end of humanity you know yeah. where this goes mm-hmm. but this one is definitely like maybe there's hope yeah but it's like no it's not, the humans really. will lose and the apes yeah. will rule this planet um and and i like how dark i like how dark that is yeah and and i feel like you know right now i'm not happy with humanity mm-hmm. and i'm not happy with especially like the government and military and yeah. like the, the decisions that, that that are made and the the people that die based on decisions from people sitting in offices in their suits. Yeah. And I, and so like seeing this kind of like retribution for greed and, and, um, and you know, well, I mean just greed, I guess seeing the retribution for greed, political greed, in humanity was kind of like a refreshing take on the end yeah. of humanity. I it's interesting though. You had the whole movie builds to this climax where this we're, we're dealing with this one group of soldiers led by this crazy general, but they're trying to be stopped by this other group of a bigger army of people they trying to like shut this, him down. This faction that's broken off and gone fucking, he's gone fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah he severed so the heads of, some of his officers, yeah, yeah. So they're they're trying to take Ooh. him down. But Steve, you had a fun take on like a potential twist oh, ending yeah, that I actually man. really liked. So would you mind talking about that? Yeah, I. So when I was watching that, when we were getting to the end of the movie, I was thinking like, so this could be the last Planet of the Apes movie we get. Yeah. In this new trilogy, at least for now, unless until they reboot it or whatever. Yeah. Or it seems like it did so well that they'll probably. And we'll talk a little bit about an article I read that said that their plan is to actually continue the series into something that connects to the classic series. Very cool. um, But, but when we were reaching the end of the movie, I was thinking like, okay, if this is the last apes movie we're going to see for a very, very long time, 
what is like they've got to do something kind of cool they've got to do like the statue of liberty twist or something like i was even waiting for it in rise like i was waiting i was waiting for it in dawn i was waiting for it in there is the in rise in the first one there is a hint to the astronaut there is yeah Yeah, there's a newspaper headline that says astronauts take off in a ship to search for something or very cool i just want to double check that because i forgot if they yeah they'd have to do that yeah and i I felt like back then like and i think even um Man, they left right before everything went to shit. Oh, yeah, they totally did. And I think whoever directed that one... Who directed Don't Rise? Uh, Rupert Everett. Rupert? Oh, maybe yeah. yeah. Right. Rupert Wyatt. I think he. I think he went and it was on an interview saying like, "Well, we kind of threw it in as like a fan thing, but you never know." Yeah. But I, I even also thought too, as an aside to this twist ending, I was thinking of was like as the camera like like pulls into the sky at the the last shot is yeah. the camera pulling up to the sky i thought maybe we'd see like a flash and like a spaceship ship. come down and i was amazing. like please do this but yeah. i was like first of all matt reeves already did that in cloverfield so yeah. people would be like he just loves having things fall from the space yeah. into the water um but uh, but then i was thinking maybe it's too soon for that to happen but then i was thinking maybe it's too soon for that to happen so anyway my my fun idea for the movie that I told DJ about was, was, you know, all these humans infiltrate the base at the end of the movie in their like full white, like quarantine army outfits and they blast the fuck out of everybody. And then the apes are just kind of like, like scared and they're hiding watching this happen. And I was thinking like, we're not seeing their faces. We're not seeing any skin at all. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what's the purpose of that? Usually it's to hide, what maybe what they look like and in escape from the planet of the apes the beginning of that movie has astronauts landing back on modern day earth Uh in the ship that uh taylor and charlton heston's crew took off on in planet of the apes and so every all these military and all these news cameras are there to to, they're saying like this you know he's coming back yeah colonel taylor is coming back and the astronauts come out of the ship and when they pull off their space helmets they're apes yeah cool and so they're like what the fuck so it's like a crazy twist right in the beginning of the movie so i was thinking like is this an homage to like them taking their military helmets off and it turns out they're like more evolved apes they're like more similar to the apes that we know in the original movie. Oh. Like, I was thinking, like, are these, like, humanoid apes that look like the ones from the classic series that are, like, more articulate and more... I would have loved that. I would have loved it. I was like, do it, do it, do it! Well, and, they, and they planted... They didn't do it, obviously. No, they didn't But they planted it. a seed for it with Bad Ape because yeah. uh, uh, Bad Ape shows up and he talks about, like, that we've only ever been with this group from San Francisco that was affected by this thing. But now we know that apparently the simian flu, if apes catch it, they be- can become more intelligent. Which makes sense, based on what they established in Rise. Yeah. Is that yeah. As long as they inhale it, they be, they gain sentience. Yeah. So there could have been theoretically this whole other group of apes. If they do a sequel that's not a direct kind of like remake of the original, it probably would be like our group of apes runs into a more civilized militar- version civilized or, or militaristic or whatever another group of apes and there's kind of like a civil war of apes because and that could have connected to that in this one. Yeah, right? and like and so the, at this point, if they do more apes movies. The, the each each movie has had less people in it. Yeah. Like so, at this point, they could just do one where there's like Girl Nova, and that's basically it. Although, um, in the book of Planet of the Apes, um, French book, correct? It's French, but Pierre yeah. Boulet or Boilet or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, he, the book, uh, which is what the movie, the the 1968 movie, is based off of, has an ape city that actually has like cars and planes and like a metropolis and like yeah. the apes that's are cool. like yeah the 
least and obviously for the 60s they couldn't do something as big as that so they brought it down to like more of like a primitive one okay uh, so there was that show on nbc called revolution you remember that it's when all the power turned off yeah the show was not good but uh there was problems with it but there was one really cool idea they played around with is that the united states split off and a bunch of the sections started to take care of themselves in different ways like the main story wakes up and you're in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland whatever but the south turned to steam power and they became a new metropolis where like cars ran on steam oh and, that's like, cool planes ran on steam and like they people still like no like life's pretty much the same still we just don't yeah. have phones or anything we can't have like long distance communication uh which is really cool and that would have been fun if like they kind of like spread off and you see how apes are adapting to like these are giant cities that people yeah. have evacuated and or they're dead like why don't you adapt that's my main reason i would love to see them do kind of like a remake of the original movie within this new universe because the the with technology and everything the apes are so different the way yeah, they, they built their civilization civilization would be so different the interactions with the astronauts would be very different i mean I've, it'd be just be cool to see a, this this how this new world would interpret that same situation i agree with you like i think a more polished kind of like Planet of the Apes like remake could be cool especially if it's like as like gritty and and um you know as dark as these new apes. Tim Burton movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Burton movie um but I you know and in this in, the, in in speaking to like how the apes look in these movies compared to the 60s version yeah um obviously it's very different but yeah. I was thinking what if you put these apes in those like garments that I they wear? I love that. Like, I think they would look pretty close to the ones from the original. I like, agree. I think they would. Uh, uh, my wife saw it with us, and every time, like, the gorilla would get on the horse, she's like, Those poor horses, man. <laughs> like, but it'd be the gorilla. That's not fair. Like, well, the gorilla, a gorilla's he, like 500 pounds. Yeah, and, then he, and then there's one point where they lose a horse, and then he pulls the chimpanzee on, and it's like, Dear that part, yeah. <laughs> but no, I would love to see, I would love because each class has their own, like, Outfits and everything. Yeah. I would love to see a version of that with the, this civilization grow into something like that. Yeah, yeah. And how would their cities look? Because now we have the technology to do something different. But the way, since these apes function more like apes, yeah, they'd build it differently. Like the way you'd, the way, like you're talking about the abandoned cities, the way they would utilize that because they're more, they can move more laterally. Yeah. Uh, it'd be, it'd be well, super with the design cool. of these cities or like, like. A, yeah. a skyscraper that's been, but it was human, but they adapted it so it would work more for apes. Yeah. Like that would be really cool. Um, I was just thinking about something. What did you guys think of Bad Ape? That's where I was going. What did you think of the comedic? Because a lot of people oh, have been criticizing uh, him. Okay, yeah. so I loved his introduction. Yeah. That entire scene when they meet him and he tells his story, I loved it. Mm. And then like everything up until they start to free the apes... I also enjoyed and then there's like this rest of the movie where he's just like super annoying and needs to shut up <laughs> yeah I, I really especially since the, this movie's so bleak and dark you need him and like I'm glad they had comic relief and for the most part I found it's really not annoying comic it's not annoying yeah. uh, it's it's kind of like it, it's it's kind of character based it's good the one moment that I was like oh this is annoying was when the avalanche happens and he reacts to it for like a minute yeah yeah and it's, ooh, like, ooh, it's yeah, like a it's cartoon like, it's like okay you need th- this was too much yeah that yeah. might have been where I turned to actually yeah but otherwise I I li- did you like him? No, I enjoyed him a lot, and I liked his little clothes. I loved I his clothes when he came out in the vest. And, and he had a mittens. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. It was really cute. And, like, why would he run to the... I know he no humans were up there, but it's like, man, you have no 
You have not, I, I mean, I feel like if I would evacuate somewhere, if I had to run away in the snow, I wouldn't want to go. I, I would maybe he desert. He had a cool setup. Yeah. He did. It wasn't bad. Uh, but we got some tweets here really quick. James at James Stark's Place. Hey, shout out. Uh, how do you think Caesar? Uh, how do you think Caesar truly changed slash evolved over the course of the trilogy? Um, he became a very tragic character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in in the original movies, there is mention of a great ape named Caesar. Um, who I wonder I wonder if it becomes the lawgiver. I don't I was He does come up with the laws. It's I've, like no apes don't kill apes. Yeah. yeah so I've, maybe they call him the lawgiver eventually. I've only seen the first one, but yeah. I was reading up on the other ones. I believe it's the because of the weird time loop, isn't it? It's it's Cornelius and Zira. Zira's son is Caesar. And then yeah. the last movie, the fifth one, has like a flash forward that someplace in between the the them going back in time and where the movies pick up and then we see the lawgiver talking well, about it. So I don't know if he is the lawgiver, but the timeline's very confusing. In the original films, it's like, yeah, Cornelius and Zira have a child that they name Caesar. Yeah. And Cornelius is Caesar's son in this, in this version, movie. Yes. It, it may not be theoretically depending on but, what the timeline works. It might not be the same Cornelius, but who knows? Could but be. Caesar, Cornelius names Caesar after the great ape, Caesar. Interesting. But in is their, that like in a, their chronology, in their like history? But is that like a Terminator time loop thing that he names him after well, Caesar, but he also is Caesar? So here's the, so here's the thing, um, Caesar. So in in Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Cornelius and Zira are in the seventies, yeah. and that's where they have. Um, wait a minute. Yes, they travel back in time to the seventies, uh-huh. and then that's where they have Caesar. Then Caesar, uh, Cornelius and Zira are killed. Yeah. And then Caesar becomes the only ape to actually be a speaking ape because oh. he's the son of Cornelius and Zira. Yeah. So a man takes Caesar in and uh, raises Caesar as his own. And then we jump ahead years and years and years later for con- Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which is what Dawn is kind of based off of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Battle for the Planet of the Apes features. Um, Caesar as more of like a Planet of the Apes looking ape yeah. and he's grown up and now what's happened in the timeline is is that of, of disease came around and killed dogs mm. and cats huh. it killed all pets so people started taking in apes as pets to, to kind of like replace dogs and cats yeah and so Cor- uh, Caesar is the only kind of like sentient smart ape because he's from Cornelius and Zira so he ends up they end up using the apes as like slaves basically they make yeah. them do like slave labor and stuff and Caesar ends up hating it so he rallies like all of these like dumb apes yeah and teaches them like how to like use tools and, and weapons and stuff yeah. and creates an uprising with these primitive apes cool and then he starts to like teach them how to speak yeah yeah. And then by conquest, which is years and years after the ape war, where the apes turn against the humans, there the apes are already all speaking. Like Cornelius taught them how to, or Caesar taught them how to speak. Nice. That's so cool. so so and and so the idea is is that Caesar is the prophecy, is the like lawgiver Caesar got that it, they got it, got all it. worship and 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 uh, uh, is their great ape. Yeah. And like in this, it's, it's just an adapting, like, more of a real-world look at it. Like, yeah, so so conceivably, in this new series, because in this film, Caesar has a son named Cornelius, Yeah, it seems like maybe it's like Cornelius ends up becoming kind of like the Caesar or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. And the timeline's strange, too, because I know in the, they make a big deal in the first movie that it's 
thousands of years in the future. Like yeah. apes have been evolving for thousands yes. of years. So this could be a much more condensed timeline or the Nova and the Caesar in this movie or the Cornelius in this movie are like ancestors and the name keeps yeah or they'll just do like so caesar had cornelius cornelius you know caesar dies at the end of this one mm-hmm. so cornelius goes on meets zira then like has a kid and name it caesar and then maybe it is cyclical maybe that caesar is yeah. like i don't know could be interesting yeah. but yeah caesar's grown a lot it's um it's been interesting to see not just where that character's gone, but the focus on what is just a big CGI character yeah. and have that be your, your lead. Yeah. Uh, Jake uh, Sarmazian, big fan. I love you guys. Uh, how does our special guest, Steve, think this new trilogy holds up to the original movies? Um, well, it's definitely... <laughs> Very different. <laughs> it's different. Um, I, I, the original trilogy, the original saga, original series, is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, And yeah. I think... If you were born in the 90s, <laughs> you probably won't like them because I grew up watching movies like that. Like I yeah. grew up watching like really old, long, drawn out, dramatic, like dialogue driven movies. Yeah. And now we've got like CGI explosions everywhere. Yeah. So it's like attention spans don't really like allow for you to enjoy movies like the original series. So Yeah, if you think war is slow. The- oh, then Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I mean so you, I will, I'll ask you this in a second, but Joe Beretta, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is the original Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm, nice. To me, it's like a Twilight Zone movie. Well, Rod it's, Serling, Rod Serling wrote, wrote it. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's Love like a man. Twilight Zone movie in a way. And the twist is so cool, and the politics are so cool, and just that it's so interesting. The courtroom scenes in Planet of the Apes are so interesting to me, and. Yeah. The political undertones are so interesting and relevant even today. And um, so that's why I love that movie so much. It's just perfect sci-fi to me. Um, But the second one, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, is not a good movie. (laughs) And the third one, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, is pretty good but wacky. The fourth one, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, is fucking amazing, and the fifth one, Conquest, is not good. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like there's they're just they're really wacky. Dated movies all over the place. They're all over the place. Like the third one, when they're back in the seventies, is like really kind of like comedic and funny and goofy. Like the music yeah. is very goofy and it's like very dated. Um, and the second one is like so Twilight Zone that you get a little lost. And it wait, uh, little spoilers for the original saga. But what movie has the the telepathy? That's people? the second one. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, it, but it's cool. But the, the story cool, of the but... second one is awesome. It's a, it's it's the left over humans um they've burrowed underground and have become because of the radiation of the original bomb that blew up the planet mm. that caused the like catastrophic events of the planet of the apes um they have this these kind of like these this telepathy power now they talk telepathically to each other they've evolved into like superhumans which, which is what we're going to get from this disease that they can't talk and now I mean, they potentially speak potentially it is kind of a cool like it's segue. cool but yeah. what's even cooler is is that they worship the bomb and there's a leftover bomb that they found on, like in on Earth, and they worship it as like their god. The bomb created I, us. I love that because they've they've reused that in other sci-fi things like Fallout. And it's so and it's, good. It's cool. It's a cool. It's such a cool thing. Yeah. It's like worshiping the bomb. It's like such a fun sci-fi idea. And so, um, 
Yeah, I mean it. It's it's that's what I like about the second one. But man, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, Robert Gonzalez asks Steve, "Where does the Mark Wahlberg movie fit in the timeline?" Oh, not at all. <laughs> no, it no, doesn't exist. I had explained that to someone uh, last night. They're like, "But so I have to watch a Tim Burton one and then Rise." It's like, no, 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 no. just no. don't watch. Yeah. Don't, do not. Do, don't watch I do, it. I do all. kind of want. I've never seen a Tim Burton one. I do kind of want to watch it I've, just to see. I've only seen the end of the Tim Burton. I mean, one. Tim Roth is amazing in everything. And yeah. he's. He's, he's the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. Is and that Cornelius? Michael Clark Duncan is in it and he's great. Yeah. Um Mark Wahlberg is awful in it. It's real. Charlton bad. Heston is in it. I think it's his last movie ever. It, no. I think it is. And he <laughs> it plays It's funny wa- rewatching the original Planet of the Apes and be like they got Charlton Heston for this movie. Yeah. Paul Giamatti's How in it. Paul Giamatti's Charlton in it. Yeah. He, I think Heston. he's a orangutan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pa- Charlton Heston in Burton's Planet of the Apes gets to say damn dirty humans or something. Great. So he gets his whole thing. But, Love it. Um, yeah, no, that movie doesn't exist for me. Uh, Iqbalius <laughs> Hassan, which Planet of the Apes movie is the best and what do you think the crossover with the Green Lanterns? By the way, I like this movie the most. Nice. I mean, of all the Planet of the Apes yes. movies, I think the first is the best of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fourth uh, battle for the Planet of the Apes is the second best. It's so epic and politically charged and very, very cool and very. Uh, Roddy McDowell plays Cornelius um, in Planet of the Apes, and then Cornelius in Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and then Cornelius in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. But then um, he ends up playing his uh, Cornelius's son Caesar for the rest of the movies, which is what I think they're going to. I think Andy Serkis is probably going to be Cornelius if they which is like, a great idea, yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Um, but Roddy McDowell is amazing in all of the movies and his performance in battle for the planet of the apes is like really amazing stuff. So for me, the movies rank as planet of the apes battle for the planet of the apes and then rise war and dawn. Interesting. Oh, so d- war is above dawn. War is above dawn. Interesting. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Rise, dawn, and then war. Or, yeah, you, no. War is up? above dawn. War is above dawn. Dawn, dawn is the dawn second is the one. second one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I liked I liked war better than the second. Got it. Cool. I, I think for me, just having just started watching the original ones, I think dawn is my favorite. Uh, I think Dawn is my favorite too, even though War is very close. The, uh, I, and again, I haven't watched the original uh, Tim Burton one. I have seen didn't, enough. Is, Rise, you didn't like as a. It's the third favorite out wow. of the movie, those movies. Even though Rise is really, it was so shockingly good. Yeah. Uh, and James Franco and Jonathan Lithgow it was really it, like the whole approach of why these apes exist at all. Really awesome. Yeah. It, by the way, it's baffling. Like you talk about it being your favorite series, and it is a seminal series for a reason. And you compared it to Star Trek. And honestly, I think Matt Reeves is as excited as I am to see him do Batman. He's the ideal Star Trek director yeah, after seeing this movie because sure. he would capture the kind of like the more intellectual aspect. I of love it. that. Yeah, uh, the the Planet of the Apes movies are so smart for the most part. Like you, you kind of went through the ones that They're don't still work and don't good work. Sci-fi, though. yeah, and so like it's consistently good sci-fi. It, it's baffling to me that I think the concept is one of the stupidest sci-fi <laughs> concepts, yeah. just because it's like we're apes it's already planet yeah. of the apes like this is insane to me yeah. it's baffling that so many really good movies have come from what just if you the log line of it is is kind of dumb to me uh-huh. yeah but like this trilogy a majority of the original ones are so good but i've always like baffling i've always liked the idea of because what kind of bummed me out about rise even though i love it is that the what causes the apes to become sentient talking uh, intelligent apes was like a, a, a chemical, some scientific yeah. chemical gas they created. 
it, what I always thought was more fascinating, and and which is what I assume from the original Planet of the Apes, is that there's just a logical evolution for apes because yeah. we as humans, like you know, conceivably evolved from apes. Yeah, and but we still have apes. Yeah, you know, so that also evolved along with humans into like other apes, like just different apes. Yeah. But what is the next logical step for those apes? Like, yeah. what's the bio? Like, if we evolved from apes, then what are these apes' next biological step? And I've always lo- loved the sci-fi idea that just our current day apes evolve eventually into like just smart talking apes. Yeah. I mean, they already chimpanzees already have like vocal cords, like potentially capable of speech. Mm. It just doesn't. It's just not there for them. That would have been an interesting premise for the original Planet of the Apes movie. Is that while that that series is that while Charlton Heston and his group were off, that a group of humans actually left the planet and like colonized Mars or something, while these apes have been evolving yeah. and then they come back as like a more even more advanced civilization. Do, do you know the ending to the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Yes. What a treat, huh? What a treat. <laughs> what a, Abe Lincoln. Ape. Rela- a- a- Ape Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Who, if you guys just watch the end of that. It makes z- zero <laughs> fucking <laughs> sense. Because it's like, what does that mean? That means that our exact history happened with apes. Yeah. Yes. There was an ape Abraham Lincoln. Yes. That means there was an ape George Washington eventually. Yes. Like, it's the exact... It's like fuck you. They man. made their own cameras that were exactly the same. They had cars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everything's history to the molecular intricacy was exactly the same, except Ex- they were apes. apes. Yep. And about, by the way, for the Green Lantern series, check it out because when it comes to those telepathic people, I will say I don't know if you're there yet, but they, there is a really cool moment where Grodd, if you guys know that from Flash, yes. uh, telepathic ape, and them. They have a really cool moment in the Ooh, series. So that's fun. That's neat. That they, sounds worth checking out. But like, there's this moment where they're like, "Well, I do know one talking ape we can bring with us," and they're like, "Grod, you're like, why? Number one, bad idea. Number one, bad idea. Last <laughs> tweet. Sohedra uh, at Sohedra. Do you guys think they should end it here or continue the series and redo the original films? We've talked about it a little bit, but do you think they? Sh- what do you think they should do next? Your idea. Bring uh, in the humanoid apes like yeah. from the future or something that have evolved from them, and I want them to meet like the apes they have now. That would be kind of cool or bad, but it could be kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I think I mean, I, um, there's so many fun little Easter eggs that kind of allude to like original classic series stuff done in yeah. a way that I think is classier than fan servicey other fan servicey stuff. Yeah, um, but. Um, there it would be fun to kind. Of, I, I guess I'd be okay with them branching off from the original series because the original series is cyclical. Like yeah. it, it is like this big circle. Like it's you can watch the first movie all the way to the end, and it like matches up perfectly with the first one. Yeah. It's really cool, um, organically and and such ahead of its time. A concept that's such ahead of its time from for being nineteen sixty eight, and then you know in yeah. the seventies. But it um, ended in the seventies. It, uh, it ends in the seventies, but it's, it, it, you know what? It's weird because I don't think the, the, the time that is being portrayed in the movies is the seventies. I think it's like way future year 3000 type shit. Mm, classic. Um, but, uh, I, I think as a fan of the classic series, I would be okay with them just kind of like branching off. And then like the next movie is like, ape civilization like with cornelius leading and then there's a zero that shows up but it's like a whole new kind of like even if it's based more on the book 
yeah. than the movie was, I think would be pre- would be pretty cool. That'd be a really smart way to go with it, like yeah. as a way of making fans more excited about it. Like when everyone's favorite Mark Webb Spider Man remake is mm-hmm. Game of the Web Shooters, and then everyone loved it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Made it work. Yeah. Uh, really quick, everyone's really. Uh, confused and angry about the ape lincoln in the comments Abraham lincoln. everyone's like did he have a top hat did he have yeah so i, I want to know did he have the mole did he have like that yeah. yeah i it's, have to google so it really so basically quick. it's like mark Wahlberg. it's it mimics the original planet of the apes yeah. mark Wahlberg finds a way to escape the planet of the apes at the end of the tim burton movie through the worm they shoot him through the wormhole in his little space pod he came in yeah and then conceivably he arrives back on his current day earth and when he like comes out of the little space pod, there's like this whole SWAT team that shows up and they all like go like, identify yourself. And he's like, my name's Colonel this or whatever. And then they take their helmets off and they're apes. Yeah. And then they look, he looks at the, uh, Washington, he looks at the, the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. He's in Washington. Yeah. And the Lincoln Memorial is Abraham Lincoln. Okay, so it's and just, it's literally, it's no mole, no hat. Same hair and yeah. beard of Lincoln, yeah. and same bow tie and suit. Yeah. Classic. So, by the way, little quick <laughs> trivia about that: Kevin Smith did a Clerks comic way back in the day, where they had that as like a funny moment. Yeah, where Jane, Silent Bob are like. Planet of the Apes ends up happening, and then the Apes rule the planet, and then Abraham Lincoln, and it shows the the Lincoln Memorial with Abraham Lincoln yeah. as an ape, and Kevin Smith like swears Tim Burton stole it from his comic. So it's like I mean, Tim Burton just keeps sticking over Kevin Smith, man. He kicked him off the Superman (laughs) Superman, movie. Really? So maybe it was an answer to that. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Got him. Uh, Any final thoughts on War for the Planet of the Apes, boys? Go see it. Damn it. Go see it. Go appreciate movies that are trying because we don't get enough of those. They're Uh, trying so hard with these movies. Favorite everything with Maurice and Ornova. Just so emotional. I swear, yeah. we talked about this before. I swear, I think Maurice is real. Having rewatched Dawn yeah. and this, it's like Maurice is always the best looking one out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, and so, just those are my favorite bits. Oh, I, by the way, I teared up in this film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you did. Did you guys tear up at all? Uh, I teared up when Blue Eyes died. Yes, and, uh, that's when I teared up. And when Cornelius, I think I teared up when you found out that Cornelius wasn't taken or killed. Yeah. And he came out and he was just like sad. He's excited to see his dad or just relieved yeah. to see his dad and the dad's relieved to see that his son is still alive. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm invested in the apes. Like, I, yeah. So, Blue Eyes is the gorilla, right? No, Blue, uh, Luca is the, Blue Eyes was his son. Why do they always kill the gorillas? Oh, right, right, right. The That's gor- so funny. The gorillas are the gorilla always The gorilla died in, in Rise, too, in right? In Rise, yeah. The gorillas are always my favorite, and they always kill off the gorillas. Yeah. Out of the well, team, I, though, sorry, Luca had to die. That's when I teared up. So in, that's funny that his son's name was Blue Eyes. Yeah. Because it's Bright Eyes. His is mom what they call is, Charlton Heston. And his mom in Rise is Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, when, when the gorilla died with Nova the one that gave Nova the flower yeah that was sweet that was so sad to me like that's I was like legitimately tearing up and I was thinking why the fuck am I tearing up right now like from a story perspective, who the fuck is this gorilla? Yeah. We don't know anything nope. about him. Uh-huh. Was he in Dawn? No. I mean, there is maybe. a gorilla maybe. around in Dawn, but they don't give him a name. So, so it's like, maybe it's that one? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, for all the reasons why I shouldn't be sad right now, it's like, I shouldn't, I just shouldn't be crying about this because yeah. like, who the fuck even is this girl? And why do we care? Like, just because there was that one moment with the flower, yeah. we're supposed to feel like there was some connection between them or something. Like, that's all we need now to be sad about characters we don't need any more development and then i realized 
oh, it's animals. Mm. Animals dying makes me so sad. Yeah, and even because it's animals, hyper-intelligent, but it's still an animal. It's still yeah. an animal, and yeah. I don't want to see an animal die, because yeah. animals are so just innocent. Yeah. They're not, they don't mean to be assholes. They're just wild animals. And I, I'm so then I realized I'm more sad when an animal dies in something than yeah. when a human dies in something. I didn't cry when fucking Han Solo died yeah. in, in Force Awakens. No, you saw it coming a mile away. Oh, you saw, I mean, even if you didn't see it coming, yeah. it's like oh he's old he didn't want to do the movies anyway yeah. <laughs> like Harrison Ford hates Star Wars yeah. basically like I cried I almost fully there were almost tears from this fucking like random gorilla dying yeah, yeah it's cause I, uh, animals. animals by the way really animals. cool animals. Winter was a really cool character yeah. for a second and I like the twist I like that like it showed a really human emotion of like just fear and like thinking that they're gonna lose because it's an army like yeah. there's no way that your fucking spears are gonna win against like uh like machine guns and the concept of the donkeys was so cool Donkey Kong yeah. the donkeys were so cool mm-hmm. because it's like yeah there would be leftover apes from Koba's cause yep. It, it's it's like if you really think too much about it it starts to become a little strange because it's like why would the humans trust yeah. why would the apes even it's go why would apes well, it touches on that that slave labor thing you talked about uh-huh. from those other movies kind of wrapping them back yeah. around and it, but it was also a great way to illustrate like when Caesar's like they call you donkey and it's like that's re- it's they're not human but that's so dehumanizing yeah. that's so like mm. it's interesting again the eight movies are really good about touching on like brushing up against actual yeah. things that we uh, deal with uh, shout out to the dick that Caesar spared and then shot him with an arrow at the end of the movie yeah. that, that, I, guy, that character learned fucking nothing yeah but yeah. you always saw those moments of him going like maybe this is wrong yeah and then he chooses to still be a dick at the end yeah, of I it yeah I thought maybe also, he was gonna like end up helping them yeah. or something also but, by yeah. the way uh, if you're in a big battle with people with helicopters maybe ditch the crossbow and gri- grab an actual gun good, they're good, fucking good, war good, helicopters good, flying yeah, around your yeah. head yeah I, I was actually kind of surprised and, and I wonder how this would have played because they shoot Caesar has the grenade and then they shoot and he drops the grenade I'm like he's screwed yeah it's gonna blow up but I guess he didn't pull the pin pin. but I was like if he because there is a way that maybe he didn't die like he just leans over maybe they could patch him up at the end of the movie but we're the assumption is that he died at the end it's like would it have been more effective if right then he died like he just gets shot with a random crossbow and blows himself up and the other gorilla has to be the one that blows it up to save the day well I think it I think it would have worked if in him blowing up it still blew up the big tank yeah yeah oh, okay okay that like, was his it's, it was like his final heroic maybe, moment yeah. maybe but I think it, he needed... I think it would have taken a lot of the piss out of the situation You'd be like oh yeah I guess everything nothing matters you're right yeah. it, it also would have made it like really sad because you, you wouldn't have gotten that moment where Caesar was like he got to see all the apes like living in this new yeah. valley and mm. his son like kind of like looking to be in good hands and yeah you know i mean i guess you could conceivably say that maybe he he gets to that conclusion with the explosion happening yeah. but you know i don't know uh really quick if you guys want to check out something really cool i got to go to the set of this movie little little humble brag oh yeah and that's you, right and you can go check out the footage of that just search my name and plan of the apes you can find it but no i got i got to be on the set of like the the prison camp that's that was right. like five years ago right yeah <laughs> 20, 2015 is yeah. when i was there um it was amazing it was incredible the way they like and i saw like they the whole model of what the like camp looked like with yeah. the green screens everywhere, but you cool. could see what it was going to look like in post. So cool. That was in Canada, right? In Canada, yeah. Canada. Mm-hmm, Canada. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, but uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, Steve. Thank you so much for joining Thanks for us. having me. Do yeah. a little plug in three, two, one, go. Uh, you can listen to my podcast with Mike Falzone called Dynamic Banter, and that's on iTunes and other podcasty type things. You can also listen to 
It feels like the first time show where Owen Carter and Brett Register and I are rewatching Lost. Uh, we're almost done. We just finished season five, so we're finishing up the final season. So close, um, very close. And then we're moving into like a whole new kind of thing that we will we're not going to talk about yet. But we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned. And then um, you can also see me on the premiere episode of Polaris Primetime, the new Disney XD show uh, hosted by uh, Jimmy Wong and Strawberry Seventeen. Uh-huh. I'm in the premiere episode, and I'm in the finale. Episode. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm in one of them. Couldn't tell you which one. <laughs> I, uh, I think uh, there's an episode where a guy does impressions You'll of just Christopher have to watch Walken. All I don't know. Yeah, just I, have to watch all I, I, mean, I don't host it like Steve. I'm just in the background for one day. And I was like, hey, and then I left. Uh, really cool. But Steve, thank you for coming on. Well, I have sh- one more thing to plug, oh, Sam. Oh, 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 plug oh, it up. Oh, uh, plug, I'm, plug, Dynamic plug Banter is doing a live show at Comic-Con oh. um, on Thursday, July 20th. From 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the Harbor House in Seaport Village uh, in San Diego, which is near Comic-Con. Which, and which day is that again? Thursday, Thursday, July 20th. So and that's from 11 a.m. to 12:30. And if you don't have a Comic Con pass, it doesn't matter. You can come in without a pass. You don't need to have that exclusive, expensive pass to enjoy Mike and I live. And then we'll do a little Q and A and a little meet and greet. And you're doing it with the Skybound. We're doing it with Skybound. Yeah, Skybound is putting it together, and uh, it's going to be. And also, if you can't make it to San Diego, Skybound will be streaming it live. Um, from their official San Diego Comic Con live stream, um, cool. so you can watch it if you are nowhere near San Diego on uh, 11 a.m. on Thursday, July 20th. I, I think on uh, Friday I'm doing something with Skybound too. Oh, yeah. yes. I think I'm doing I it with Mike I'm and uh, also doing something with Skybound. Bing bang bong. We're oh, gonna. Really? We're. I think we're gonna be playing a little Red Flags with Mike. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, your buddy Malcolm. Oh, <gasps> Malcolm. I could be wrong though. You'll find okay. out. Just look at our Stay social tuned. media. Uh, at Sam Basher at DJ Talks Trash uh, on everything that matters. Also, go to OnlySleepItAnswers.com for all the info you need about this podcast, where to listen to it, where to follow us and stalk us, which is always really fun. Also, tune in, since this is Monday morning, later today uh, yeah. on our Patreon for our Game of Thrones recap. That's about it. Do you have any plugs? No, that's it? it. That was it. You got it. Very cool. Clean, concise, guys. Thank you so much for joining us live. If you did, uh, Patreon.com slash OnlySleepItAnswers. You can find all the info there about all the other cool stuff that we do. And we'll see you guys next time.